All right, so we've got something a little different for you all today. We're doing it different today. Yes, we are. We're going to bring you the top 10 places every RVer should visit. Yes, if you have an RV and you've not been to these places, you need to put it on your list now. Now. But how do you get from point A to point B the most effective way and see everything in between that you want to see? That's right. We're going to talk about some technology today that's going to get you from point A to point B that's going to be really, really helpful. Oh, yes. You're going to want to stick around for this one. Here we go. Did you know that 46 million Americans plan to take an RV trip in the next 12 months? 90% of recreational vehicle owners take three or more mini vacations every year. Welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. If it's RV travel, we're talking about it. From campgrounds to museums to national and state parks, kayaking and hiking opportunities. One of the most fun and pleasurable things you can do is just hit the road. So be ready to be inspired. Welcome in to the RV Destinations Podcast. Now your host, President Randy Beheimer and Editor-in-Chief Callie Beheimer. Hello and welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. This is the podcast series where we talk everything about RV destinations across the United States and Canada. I am Callie Beheimer, Editor-in-Chief of RV Destinations Magazine, here with Randy Beheimer, my Hola. husband and president, and so much more of RV Destinations Magazine. Hi, babe. Thank you. That was a little scaled-down introduction. Well, you always... Uh, you get so, like, not happy when I give you well, these great gl- introductions. I'm glad we're moving away from the hubba hubba. Okay, no more. That was but a little... Literally, you just added it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do things a little bit different today, and we're kind of excited. So as you know, we are all about the destination here at RV Destinations and what to do and what to see once you get get to that destination, but what about everything in between? So we live here in Kentucky, and a trip to Yellowstone means we're going to cross 1,600 miles of the United States. How do we do that the most efficient way? What do we use to make sure we're seeing everything that we want to see along the way? And that's why today we've brought with us uh, Patrick Buchanan with RV Life Pro. He is the Director of Partnerships over there at RV Life Pro. And hello, Patrick. How are you? Well, hey there. I'm great. I I feel like maybe I need a team to work on, on introductions for myself. Uh, to, follow, <laughs> to follow that, um, we we can throw some hubba hubbas in there if you we, want. We, we can do it all. That's right. Uh, That's but yeah, right. I'm uh, I'm wonderful, and it's great to be here with you guys. Good, good. And you know, the reason why we brought Patrick on is is because RV Life Pro is one of these tools. And and let me back up a few steps. So RV Destinations, here at RV Destinations, we're very, very picky with who we partner with. We always want to make sure that we are bringing you, our listeners, subscribers, and readers, kind of the the best of the best. And we don't want to inundate you with a lot of commercials and a lot of, of outside stuff outside of the destination. But really, our RV Life Pro and RV Destinations Magazine go hand in hand because, again, we focus on that destination, what to do and what to see once you get there. And RV Life Pro is all about helping you map out that entire in-between, that 1,600 miles of United States that you need to cross 
How do you do it? How do you make sure you're taking the route that is RV safe? What campgrounds do you stop at? Stop at? What can you see? Like, I want to see the world's largest ball of twine. Where is that on my route? <laughs> it's in Kansas somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. And that's what RV Life Pro can do. And there and there's so much more to this tool than just mapping a trip out. And we're going to let Patrick speak on some of that. Um, but we so we brought him on because we just really feel like this fits hand in hand as an RVer when it comes to planning a trip. That's right. That's right. So we're going to talk about the 10 places that every RVer should go to. Now, if, you, if you've been to them, great, uh, but you want to mark these off. These are going to be the trips. These are going to be the bucket list trips that you want to get these checkbox boxes checked. Yeah, and, and it's kind of cool because as we go through this list, you're going to see like, oh, yeah, well, duh, that's a given. But then there's going to be some little surprises on here, and that's what I love, you know, working and talking with other RVers of what, kind of ends up on there. Oh my gosh, you have to go and see and do this list. So this list is really fun. Yeah, it really and, is. And, and and like us, Patrick is an RVer too. And yeah. Patrick, if you don't mind, why don't you give us a little background? You know, before you were with RV Life, you were using this tool as my understanding. Uh, we had some conversations off offline here. Is that correct? Maybe give a little bit of bio yourself and kind of how yeah, you Yeah, yeah, abso- absolutely. Uh, it's it's an interesting story and I'll certainly try to keep it very brief, but uh, you know, we, we became RVers uh, as we started renting. We decided to rent an RV one year uh, in lieu of going on a little cruise or something like that. And we took an RV out to the Grand Canyon. That was our, our first uh, ever RV trip and had a great time, rented an RV, drove it there and back. And uh, at the time, I was an IT professional. Um, but what we learned just renting that RV that first time is is you can you can study how to empty black tanks and you can study how to back into a parking space, but nobody had really shown us and, and how to how to drive there, right? I mean, I can aim I can aim a big uh, rolling living room down the freeway easy <laughs> enough, but you know you go in somewhere you think is an eight hour drive or a six hour drive and it's it's easily thirty percent longer, if not fifty percent longer than that. Uh, depending on whether you're stopping for kids and pets and whatnot. And after that first trip to Grand Canyon and back, I realized I've got to find a better tool. And uh, in those searches, I found a product at that time that was just called RV Trip Wizard, which mm-hmm. now is sort of part of the RV Life Pro package. Um, and being an IT professional, I picked up the software very easily. I understood it. I thought it was the greatest thing since, uh, you know, sliced bread, as they say. Um, and I began to troll around on the RV forums, uh, learning, trying to expand my RV knowledge because as soon as we got back, we were sure we were going to do this again, right? So I was getting ready for my second trip already. And in the process, I found a lot of people with questions about RV Trip Wizard and how does it work and what does it do? And, you know, I'm just, I'm answering them just for fun. And uh, fast forward about three years, I'm working for the company. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great story. It is. It is. And, and and that's what I love about the RV Life Pro tool. You know, we've used it ourselves. And, and it really is mapping out all of that in between that it's it's sometimes difficult to research online. And, and sure, you could spend hours and hours and days and days and weeks and weeks getting online and trying to figure out the best route, trying to figure out everything to see, doing all the campground reviews. But now that the the tool that RV Life Pro offers 
does that all for you. So you you literally just say your starting point, your end point, and ba-ba. Well, you still get to pick out what yeah, you want to do along the way and all that. Way, but but yeah, so you still get – because I know there's some people that like to still – you know, p- do some of the planning. You know, you got your free spirits that just like to roam with no destination yeah. kind of in mind, and th- that's not really who we're targeting here. We're targeting those people that like to plan ahead, right. like to have that everything have two out. weeks, and that's right. it, and and how to best utilize that time. And, that's, and honestly, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the key is the limited amount of time you have, and you just think to yourself, "Well, we drove to Grandma's. It was ten hours behind the wheel. It was no problem." Mm-hmm. And then you do ten hours behind the wheel of a big motorhome or a or a truck pulling a big camper, and you you just want to crawl into bed and die. I mean, exactly. It's just it's just too much. It right. it is a lot. It really is. And then you know, not to add in, you know, if you happen to have a little hiccup while you're on the road and deal with you know an RV repair or fix or we we uh, recently just got done with a trip that had two hiccups. They were large hiccups. But. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, we we broke down twice in a single day. Have you have you ever uh, had a, heard a story like that before? <laughs> Uh, I've been there. I don't think I've broken down twice in a single day, but I've had my uh, slide topper of my awning fly up on top of my roof while we're driving through New Mexico, and that was exciting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) RVing is great. (laughs) Go get an RV, uh, they said. We've got a a diesel pusher, and our uh, our, our regen uh, on the... uh, What am I trying to say? I know. It's the regen on the, the... well, the, the, not the muffler, but it's well, like well, the it's the filter, it's the par- particular yeah. filter. Oh for yeah, the regen have. on the deaf, on the deaf. Right, yeah, right, on the right. Def. That, that's yep. right. So it, so it failed. Now this is why we were coming across uh, Mackinac Bridge. Mm-hmm. So we're coming across Mackinac Bridge, and, and the check like, engine, ding, ding, check ding, engine light stop, comes on. Stop, stop. Well, well, first the oh, check yeah. engine light come on, and then the regen light started blinking, and then the, you know later on we looked in the manual and that said that it was starting to try to regen, and then it stopped, and, and then the then the we got to the peak of the bridge, and the red stop engine light comes on, and then it starts to derate you. Then you it takes you down to like five miles an hour. So we're right. coming over the crest, and we're getting derated, and, and the trucks are already going like twenty five miles an hour because they've got to go that speed. And so we're in the speed lane, and we're getting derated. <laughs> and I've got like, oh, please don't come to a complete stop on the bridge. So we were able to get over, and so um, it wasn't a big deal. We found we found a, a diesel mechanic about fifty miles away that. Uh, he thought it could come up that night, but he couldn't. So we had to sleep overnight in the mm-hmm. rest area in Mackinac City. And then uh, he came up, and you know, within an hour, he he forced it into Regen, and and we were on our way. But then uh, we drive about eight hours. We're coming around Toledo, headed home, and we blew out two back tires. Yeah. <laughs> oh so, two, uh, two brand new back tires. Yeah, we just we just uh, and we talked about this on a podcast before. We uh, we just replaced all six tires in Amarillo because we had a uh, steer tire blowout on us. Uh, down in uh, near in between Lubbock and mm-hmm. Amarillo, Amarillo, but but anyway, so we had two more tires, and you know, of course, twenty six hundred hours later, we're back on the road about three or four hours later. <laughs> I know, so. and now we're like, all right, when's our next trip? Woo! Yeah, yeah. I, to- I told her, I said, man, if we have one more tire blowout, I'm just going to turn this thing into a concrete wall and, <laughs> and just brace yourself. <laughs> But it, it's I, the I love know of the, the feeling. Oh, oh my, my gosh, they're so frustrating. We're all crazy, and that's why we RV, right? <laughs> but we're, let's correct. talk about let's talk about something more fun today. Yeah. Let's talk about some destinations, some cool places. Yeah. So hey, cool places. So you know, and, and this is in no particular yes, order. For on sure. this. this is just like top places every RV. Because like number nine visit. would be my number one. Right. So these and aren't I, in order. These no, are just this ten is places just to go like see. Throwing them out there. And one of them is Grand Canyon, and, and well, we'll, we could name them. I mean, that's number ten. We've got is the Grand 10, Canyon. Okay, 
well, now it's just so confusing. First, it's name them, then don't name them, then count down, then not count down. I'm just going with it. it. Number 10. You're, you're getting a, a, a microcosm of our, our marriage here. <laughs> right on air. It's so much fun. <laughs> Okay, so number 10 is Grand Canyon, Arizona. And, you know, whether you're new to RVing or you've done, you know, been RVing for years, Grand Canyon truly is a place you have got to visit. It's it's otherworldly in that, for me, standing on the edge of that canyon and overlooking this massive crack, <laughs> it's like your brain can't even comprehend how big it truly is. Now, did you say that was your first trip? Didn't you say that was your first trip that you rented? That was. That was our very first trip. Um, we had a, we rented that uh, 36-foot gas coach, and we did not have a tow car or anything, so we drove that baby all the way up to the oh, visitor wow. center. Wow. And um, all the way along the, the highway, uh, I don't know, was it 89 or, or leads out to 89, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yep. Um but we were fortunate, you know, you don't realize sometimes you get there and it's foggy or whatever. And so we were very fortunate. Going to the Grand Canyon the first time is very strange because mm-hmm. you are sort of anticipating, you know, this Bugs Bunny cartoon where it's just dead and, and a giant crack in the ground. Well, right. it's not like that at all. You can't see anything. And then you're in a foresty area with elk <laughs> and stuff running uh-huh. around. Yep. And you're like... I was sure we're at the Grand Canyon, right? And -hmm. then you just sort of break through, and there you are. There's the visitor center, and there's, you know, there's, you can see, oh my gosh. And it's, like you say, you stand on the edge out there, and it doesn't even look real. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, right? It it just, it's just staggering, and, um, it's it's just hard to describe, you know, obviously. And, and, but my, my theory on any of that type of stuff was, Hey, if a tour bus can get there, I can get there. Sure. Yes. And sure. so after we hung out at the visitor center for a while, we had a couple of the dogs with us and went to the gift shop and did all that sort of thing. Uh, we hit the, hit, headed east on, on that road. I, it escapes me right this moment, but checked out several spots along the south rim. And then I think we connected back and headed back down to Flagstaff and, and pulled back into our campsite. No, oh, no, okay, the, so that was going to be my question. So I was going to ask if you had stayed inside Grand Canyon or outside. So you took basically a day trip into the canyon? Correct. Oh, okay, okay. Very that, cool. Being our, being our first time, I mean, I just I knew I needed electricity and sewer and all these different oh, things. Yeah. Um, I hadn't at that point had knew what the word boondocking even was, let alone heard it before. I, I just didn't know, you know, I just... <laughs> As they say, you don't know enough to know what you don't know. And I didn't know right. anything other than I knew I had a campground, and that's where I wanted to be at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, amen. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And and that's, again, where that RV Life Pro is so handy because you can map out those campgrounds that have the full hookups versus a campground that is just a place to park your RV. Right, right. right. Now, now, the first trip, from my understanding of your backstory, uh, you didn't have RV life then. You, it sounded like you maybe just planned it the traditional way like we all do. <laughs> we uh, did. We did. And, and what was really the turning point was that beat down drive from Flagstaff back to Amarillo. Um, it just You just think it's going to be a certain amount of time, and then it turns mm-hmm. out it's a lot longer. Um, and even if, you're, even if you think eight hours is, is a good day's driving, you... <laughs> You realize you just most people aren't putting that many hours behind the wheel, right. and I think it was nine hours or something behind the wheel uh, of that thing. Because you know you're not going seventy five like the speed right. limit says. Yeah. You're going sixty, sixty two, somewhere in that range. And 
suddenly you show up somewhere at 7 or 8 o'clock at night. You're like, good Lord, where'd the day go? And it was just all behind the wheel. Of course, it happened that was a huge north to south wind the whole way west to east so my i was holding the steering wheel at something like you know seven o'clock one o'clock or some crazy angle and it it really was it was just a beat down i thought there's just got to be a better way to to plan this somebody somebody's all had has already had to have thought this through a little bit. Right. Right. And, right. and I say that a lot. You know, I'll look at Randy and I'm like, we are not the first people to have gone through this. Somebody else has figured yeah. this out for us. Right. So it's funny when we, whenever we are trying to look at timing, and, and again, we've used RV Life a couple of times, and, and it's so robust, and I feel like there's so much that, uh, that it offers that I, we haven't been able to use a lot of it other than the trip planner. But, um, so, so what I do is I have Gall- Callie uh, Google it, and that gives me my best case scenario. And then the motorhome has a GPS, that gives me my worst case scenario. There's usually sometimes two and three hours difference between oh, how long huge. it takes it's so between true. What, what Google says and what the motorhome GPS says. So right. I kind of split the difference, and that's usually yeah, about like where we land. Google says 10, the RV says 14, hopefully we'll get there by like 12. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you get out in the mountains out west, there you uh, you definitely slow down quite a bit going up uh, those big grades. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Grand Canyon definitely one. Everybody should go to the Grand Canyon, and it's one of those things that we feel, Callie and I feel, you don't need to spend a lot of time there. I don't know no. if you feel that way, Patrick, but you you walk up to the canyon, you look You're at like, it, you maybe ah! hike around it. it you know, if yeah. those folks that want to hike down the canyon or take the donkey down the canyon, yeah, I spend a little bit more time there, but. If you're just there looking at the overlook, overlook I mean, like there's a not a whole days. lot more you can right. do there. I mean, you, you, and that's it. Like you look at it, Take enjoy some the wildlife, go to the visitor centers, go to the go to the lodge, the gift take, shops, take, and like, all gift that. shops. Yeah. Get your souvenirs. Don't forget to get your national parks passport book stamped. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, like a. a full day two days at the grand canyon personally i think that's plenty i mean i think we only stayed four hours there yeah i mean we did i mean we just kind of went in and you and you see it and it's incredible and then you look at each other and go well now what (laughs) i mean is that the same thing with you patrick you you stay there well it is you know a a lot of us grew up on the brady bunch uh, grand canyon trip right this is what you do at the grand canyon right Right. you spend all the day you go up and down the donkeys you do all that but you know it, it, it really is not necessary you know you can look at the the wonder of it and spend a few hours like you did and um and that's it you know interestingly enough we went a f- we went several years later uh, in the winter and it snowed the whole time and we drove really? just the jeep we, we at that point we were pulling a jeep and we pulled the jeep and we're uh we left the rv of course at the campsite in williams and drove the jeep mm-hmm. up and thought you know we're not going to be able to see anything i bet you but we didn't care we got up there we kind of saw Everything we could not see the Grand Canyon to save our life, but it was really fun nevertheless. It was still a, a fun trip, and we had already seen it. Um, I do think there are some uh, website or some alerts and whatnot you can get for the Grand Canyon that if you're really going, this is your one and only trip. You know, you you can lose the whole experience in fog and and, oh, yeah. and things like that. But yeah, having having just seen seen it in its real natural state where you're we are actually able to see everything eh, a couple hours is going to do it yep, yeah totally agree well let's let's go to number nine because i said we're going to count them down <laughs> <laughs> so number nine is yellowstone national park and and i would have to say that if you could personally if you could only ever visit one national park in your life i think yellowstone yes. should be totally it. agree because it's so diverse there is just so much to see there. You've got all the kind of geological wonders, the 
the hot hot springs and then the all the geological the wildlife the wildlife is so abundant you've got the what do they call like the yellowstone sahara yep they got that area Uh, not sahara you're talking about the serengeti serengeti that's it yeah thank you i knew you got my back baby so yeah yeah so how long then patrick after you and your wife had been rving did you decide to head out to yellowstone was that like the following year It was absolutely the following year. Once we had this trip under our belts and we kind of knew what the experience was like, um, we were already planning and thinking. And then we realized, of course, hey, RVing doesn't have to be a sprint to a destination and back. Let's let's make this a a useful loop and take advantage of our of our travels. And so, the following year, uh, I think with at that point, I may have already had RV life in hand. Um, or at that point, probably still RV Trip Wizard, but we we planned the the hat trick of of American uh, uh, of national visits, right? I think we've got a we got a national park, a national monument, and a national something all at once. We hit Yellowstone, Devil's Tower, and Mount Rushmore all in one loop over the course of uh, about two weeks. Oh, wow. That's great. And see, which is, again, so encouraging, I think, for a lot of our listeners, a trip like that can be done and it can be done in two weeks. Yeah, but, you know, you as we started out saying, you have to plan. And especially Absolutely. when you're on a limited vacation cycle back then, I still, you know, I kind of had the requisite two week vacation. Um, Yellowstone was everything we could have imagined. You know, we yes. sharing the road with bison and seeing Old Faithful and uh, all the, the the hot spots and everything, we uh, we were really fortunate too because with uh, we were really naive. I was particularly naive with about with what you could could and couldn't do with regards to obtaining campsites. And so mm-hmm. I went in there. <laughs> we had a campsite right outside Yellowstone, a real nice uh, uh, RV park. And and of course the next day was pack up and drive again. We were not pulling a toad at that oh, time. We, wow! Yeah. Yeah, we had a, we were, that year we rented a big 36 foot class C motorhome. Okay. And I love the class C format. However, on hills where you're going down a hill, that over cab area really limits your view. And, mm. um, ultimately we decided on a class A when we purchased. But, uh, I again went in there fairly, uh, naively and, and said, well, I'll just find a campground in Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> right and oh, yeah. um yeah let's just find a place it shouldn't be, be a problem great. we'll just yeah, pull right, right in <laughs> now well, fortunately, it's not a problem if you're eight months out out or 10 months actually 10 months almost like a, year a year out sometimes yep. now. Mm-hmm. look i with no reservation now bear in mind this was november this was always within okay. weeks of some of the roads closing um i just went in we looked around all day and then it was like hey i think we're supposed to go up to mammoth springs because I'm pretty sure they have a campground there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I have I literally have no plan B. I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't find one. And I again, I don't even know what I enough to know what I don't know. I'm like mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought of what happens if they don't have a spot, right? Um but sure enough, we got there and checked in and we were there plenty early and and grabbed a spot in Mammoth I think it's Mammoth Springs, right? Yeah, I yeah think yep. that's on the um, north side, That's right? north side, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the by north side because our our plan was to exit the park on the north end the next day head across to Devil's Tower. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, everything worked out well. We had an amazing night. Uh, that is more or less dry camping. Uh, we laid there and listened to the elk make all their noises that time of year, and it was magical. And um, and certainly the next day, we, we headed out toward the north end and started heading east toward Devil's Tower. But uh, obviously, you just 
can't get away. You couldn't get away with that now. I don't think even if no. you wanted to. No, no. Po- um, post uh, COVID, post COVID, uh, yeah. yeah. We we try. We were uh, we want, were co- going out to the area. We wanted to stop in um, Yellowstone just for a, a week like, or something like yeah. that. And we were like seven months out and could not find a single campground not a anywhere near Yellowstone. And so we ended up going to Glacier, and there was only like two or three spots in the Glacier area. I mean, it, it's. Pure COVID, madness yeah. after COVID. COVID has changed RVing, which again is another great reason to use a, a planning tool like RV Life Pro because you can get out there, map out the different campgrounds and see what's available in that area that you're going to, to start calling around or getting on their websites to get those reservations. So so you talk about the elk. I, I want to share a story that we had, which was just one of those unique, uh, just wonderful experiences. So we were uh, you know how big Yellowstone is. You probably drove quite a bit of it like we did, you know, from one side to the other side. Ooh. You could spend three, four hours driving across it. But we were coming back late from a hike. I can't remember. I think it was a hike. But uh, uh, it was uh, pretty dark, and there was a lot of cars pulled over. And so we pulled over, and there was a, a bunch of bison um, out over this range. And, and as it got darker and darker, we couldn't see them at all, but we could hear them. Yeah. And they just sat and... Uh, it made all their noises. And it was just the coolest thing to sit there. It's literally probably a group of maybe 10 different cars. And people were sitting like in their truck beds or with their windows rolled down and just listening to these bison and, you know, kind of gruffing and, and snorting. And, you know, uh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was, was absolutely incredible yeah, to Yellowst- know that they were there but couldn't see them. Yellowstone was the first national park, in, in my opinion, is the best. I think it's America's national park. Yeah, I mean, I feel I, like, I again, yeah. like Callie said, if there's one you got to see, you have to see you Yellowstone. See I mean, Yellowstone. I can't even describe it. And, and, and as you said it, you said earlier, uh, I think uh, what I've heard from a lot of people is October, and then when they close the road sometime in late October, early November, that's the best time to go because there's not many people there. Right, because all the kids are back yeah. in school. Right, yeah. right. So, it, uh, it, was, it was terrific, and uh, Old Faithful doesn't know it's October, so it just keeps firing away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God for Old Faithful. <laughs> now, now, did you... Uh, is that the only time you've been to Yellowstone? Do you have, uh, have you been there before? Have no, that was it. Uh, okay. That was it. Haven't been back. Well, you know, intend to at some point. Um, but uh, uh, that was certainly right at the top of the bucket list there, and, and uh, we're happy to have done that when we did. Okay, yeah. I was just kind of wondering if you had any kind of comparison to like a July in Yellowstone. I mean, it, Ooh, we've been July in July. We've been in August. Is, is, Actually, we went in September we one went time in September, too. September, yeah. That was the least crowded, but that mm-hmm. was pre-COVID too. Yeah. So, um, uh, yep. but. All right, moving on. Moving on. So number eight, and this is uh, Devil's Tower, Wyoming. So you said you left Yellowstone and then headed over to Devil's Tower. So tell me some about, like, because you have like an interest with Devil's Tower, which led you to head to this part of the United States. Uh, you know, I did. And again, we, 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 I'm, I'm dating myself, but as, as a kid growing up in the 70s, watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind and, oh, yeah. and uh, to find out at some point in my, you know, young life that well, that was a real place. You know, you're thinking you're watching a movie. Yeah, it's a movie, yeah. right? And then you realize that's, no, that's a real place. And um, and so, you know, throughout my life, I just thought, yeah, I really want to go there. And um, and it was, I, it was borderline emotional to actually see it in person from far away and then to be driving up to it. It was really, uh, really a big deal for me. We took the once again. We sent this that same class A, a class C motorhome with no car. So we drove that baby all the way up into the visitors parking lot and stood around and looked at the sides and the gift shop and a lot of the the memorabilia and the things they have are surrounding the movie itself. 
and we all you know we just it was another one of those things we were there that one we didn't stay the night we stayed for a, a couple of hours and kind of got our fill uh wasn't expect expecting the prairie dog town that is surrounding the base of that thing yeah. and that was kind of interesting i love prairie <laughs> dogs they are the coolest little things uh, you know, that was, I'm sure it's not as random as it seems, because in that area it's probably a thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm driving down Devil's Tower, and hey, here's the Prairie Dog Town. It's like, hey, it's right. a bonus, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, um, right, it is. But we stayed, you know, we stayed a couple of hours and then headed towards, headed towards Mount Rushmore. That's great. You know, I've only ever seen Devil's Tower from the distance as we've drove by, because in our early days of RVing, uh, Randy's one thing was... <laughs> Point A to point B, how fast can we get there with no stops? So as we're driving down the freeway and and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, I'm like, oh, my gosh, baby, look at that. Look at that. Oh, and there it goes. Oh, my gosh, honey, look at that (laughs) sign. We could stop. We could stop. She would literally stop at every roadside attraction. Oh, I totally would. We're going to do a trip like that. I'm going to plan the trip, (laughs) and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be the most epic RV trip ever. So so a couple thoughts. So don't. Go back and uh, so I'm, I think you and I are pretty close in age because I grew up with that same movie. But don't go back and watch it as an adult because it's so terrible now as an adult. <laughs> I, I I watched it like a year ago because I was like, oh man, I love this as a kid. I went and watched it I'm like this is terrible. The effects are horrible. <laughs> they all look phony. But well, uh, you take it all with a grain of salt because your your memory they weren't fake back then. Oh right, right, right the right. spaceship coming in no. off the strings. You know, oh you I remember it, and, it, yeah. it. It you know it was one of those movies like ET that just kind of changed you. Uh, Completely, but now, so so you said you hit Yellowstone, Devil's Tower, and then Mount Rushmore, which is our next one, mm-hmm. uh, on the same time. So tell me how you, um, you know, how would you go about planning on the the trip wizard tool? Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about how you did that because you said you had it for this trip. Is that what I understand? Yes, I I believe at that time I did because it, uh, uh, I believe after that, after that um, Grand Canyon trip was when I was really starting to buckle down and find a better tool, and I, I had run across Trip Wizard at that point. So, uh, you know, the, the the secret sauce. One of the things I first of all that I always say about RV Trip Wizard, it's very much reminds you of like Microsoft Excel, okay. right? Microsoft Excel. I can anybody can sit down and add a column of numbers, right? Or, oh, yes. or maybe figure out the average of a column of numbers and go, hey, I used Excel, right? R- and you right. wouldn't be Ta-da. you wouldn't be wrong. But not everybody sits down and builds multiple tabs and pivot tables and graphs. All of those things can be done with Microsoft Excel as well. And so I liken that to Trip Wizard. I can sit down, point A to point B, here's a route, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Or I can sit down and point A to point B, here's how far I'm driving every day. Here's every campground, every fuel stop, every rest stop, everything I want to do behind the wheel, I can plan you know, ad infinitum at that point. I, especially us, when we were not pulling a car and we were driving motorhomes always, I had to plan everything. You know, if we needed groceries, it wasn't, you know, go set up camp and run to the grocery store. It was, no, I need a Walmart or a car, Sam's or something that can hold, that has a big enough parking lot to hold the rig and go in and get groceries on the way to where I'm going. And so, uh, I planned every mile in detail, used the satellite view, I used the street view, I used all the tools at my disposal to make sure that when I was driving to places I'd never been before in a 36-foot living room, I would be able to get there safely and get to my campground and all that sort of thing. And so uh, that's you know that's how I really got saturated in the product and, and fell in love with it. Uh, one of the 
the big feature, though, I kind of side sidebarred there a little bit, but the big feature is the driving, uh, what we call the driving radius. I often loosely, loosely refer to them as driving rings. Mm-hmm. But they actually show you where you're really going to be at the end of a driving day. Oh. You know, if I look at, if I'm, I'm here in DFW, and if I look at my, uh, my map and tell Google I'm going to Amarillo, then yeah, you'll be in Amarillo in six hours. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm behind the wheel of my car, right, or right. something. In the motorhome, I don't make it that far, right? It's really more like Chalmers or somewhere an hour less. And what it is is you put that driving radius at what your average speed is really going to be throughout the course of the day, not the time on the freeway, you know, because you're, but, but throughout the course of a day. And my rule of thumb is, you set it for 55, which is good for the average person with, with a kid and a pet. Mm-hmm. If you got multiple kids and multiple pets, back that average speed down to about 50. And if you're not traveling with either, or you just don't like to stop during the day, bump it up to 60. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea is that it's going to show me exactly where I'm going to be at the end of the day. And wherever that radius and my route intersect, that's where I need to find campgrounds. And so, uh, wherever I'm, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's truly amazing. And, and, um, and once you've kind of filled in, and my, my MO real quick on that is I'll lay in all my camera. Obviously, you have a a goal destination, right? Mm -hmm. But I lay in all the campgrounds. I make sure I get reservations in and, and I get that part taken care of. Um, Trick Wizard shows you when you need fuel. So you take care of that. And, and then I can fill in the gaps with rest areas or lunch or Walmart or whatever it is I need to do along the way. And with that kind of careful planning, you know, it, it, it's, it takes away from the sprint and hope method of, well, let's just drive as far as we can and then find a place to sleep. You know, that doesn't always work out. Right. right. Um, some, you know, some of these places are not next to a giant campground with your name on it. So, uh, it t- takes a lot of that factor out of it. For a lot of new RVers, the fuel anxiety is probably the larger concern for a lot of these folks. Mm-hmm. They don't realize, you know, they just don't know they're only getting eight miles to the gallon or ten right. miles to the gallon if they're lucky. And, and suddenly they don't know when they need fuel. And then they pull off to get fuel and they can't fit there and they can't get into yep. the fuel station. Mm-hmm. So they get back on the freeway. Now they're panicky. And so instead of enjoying a beautiful drive, they're just stressing for That's however it. long it mm-hmm. takes until they find fuel. And TripWizard eliminates that completely. We're going to show you exactly where you're going to need fuel. And you can vet out those fuel stations with your satellite view and your street view. And you know all this before you ever leave the driveway. And you can you can plan a, a multi-week trip without ever having to be concerned about those things. And you can enjoy the drive. And so that was a long way of saying, yeah, that's how I use this Mm -hmm. tool to understand where I'm going to come out of Yellowstone, when I'm going to get to Devil's Tower, how much time can I spend there before I need to go to Mount Rushmore, and and then where am I camping that night, and all of those things are planned weeks in advance so that I can enjoy the drive and not be concerned about where I'm sleeping, staying, driving, eating, any of those things. Right. Yep, yep. and and also it... um it does uh, cost a, a fuel cost uh, assumptions, right? Doesn't it? it? You put in all the figures like uh, miles per gallon and and your fuel tank and all that, and it'll give you projections, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. I uh, 
a few months ago, maybe it was last year now, my daughter had the idea of, of, of she wanted to, she lives in the Denver area and wanted to rent an RV and head to the Pacific Coast. And she said, dude, it's no problem. I can get an RV for X amount of dollars and blah, blah, blah. And she's, she's all excited about it. I said, hey, that's all, you know, here I am, the dad. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for you. Now, did you figure out the fuel cost yet? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the fuel was going to be like $1,200. It was, right. it was back when it was a little higher than normal. Yep. And of course, you know, it, it was a really rude awakening, but it saved her a lot of heartache. And, uh, she did not take it that way. <laughs> yeah, we, we took a trip. It was, I think, uh, March of 2021, and it was at 550 a gallon diesel was. Mm-hmm. about That's about on average what we paid. And we did 4,200 miles. And we get 6.8 if we're lucky when we're yeah. pulling a Jeep. So, I mean, it was a pretty painful trip uh, as yeah. far as... Uh, but it's also a valuable, uh, incredibly valuable tool because... You know, if you if you are looking ahead and you're budgeting out for your next big RV trip, you can use all these tools to say, okay, it's going to cost us approximately X amount of dollars in fuel alone right. on top of the campgrounds and admittance fees or anything else that we want right. to do. Right. We're, we're looking at going to Alaska next year, making the trip. Uh, we've been talking about it for years and just things have gotten our way. But uh, we're definitely going to be using the Trip Wizard for that just to help with fuel costs and where to mm-hmm. stay. I mean, there's a lot of boondocking up in Alaska, but certainly planning out the trip, it's, it's well, amazing. And, and one of the things that uh, a lot of our customers have brought to our attention is they say, well, look, I only want to travel three or four hours from home. And, right. uh, you know, because that's all the time or gassing or gas money or whatever it is, whatever the reason is, that's all they want to do is they, and, and they're like, how do I find campgrounds? And so now when we take that driving radius and we set it at four hours or whatever, and now they can turn on the campgrounds and they can see every campground that's four hours from their home in any given direction. And now it becomes a, a tool in a different aspect. Yeah, that's Oh, that's awesome. really cool. Very cool. So you you leave uh, Devil's Tower and then you head over to Mount Rushmore, which is number seven. Super cool place to see. Again, I think it's one of those go in, you see it, you ooh and ah, spend a couple hours and, and you are can done. hike up to yeah. the you can hike up to the monument, uh, pretty close to it. Pretty anyway. close to it, yeah, um, yeah. And that's and they've got a great gift shop there oh, as well. Wonderful gift shop. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, they do. And and it, and it was fun. It was it, it feels when I was standing there looking looking down that. Uh, I'm looking at the picture now, but kind of looking down that alleyway with yeah. the flags. It, and I realize I'm far away. It felt a little smaller than I thought it would, but I realize, again, it's way up there, and I'm, I'm not way up there. But uh, it's another one that sneaks up on you. You're winding up in the mountains thinking, man, I should be able to see this baby. And you don't see it till you're almost on top of it, and then all right. of a sudden, there it is. Right. Yeah, And it's incredible. I mean, it is four very detailed presidential faces on the side of a mountain. And it's yeah. it's incredible. It's it's truly a, a amazing to see. Well, the it whole really area is. right there is just yes, an amazing area. I don't know if you're hiking in the area, but there's some beautiful hiking. Not not even necessarily in the national park, but what what key Keystone is that the Keystone, little town right yeah, there? Yeah, there's a Keystone is is very close to that area. Right. You've got uh, Custer State Park is really close to that area. Yep. Um, Crazy Horse is close to that area. Right, right. So, so much to do in that yeah. area. Dead Horse or Deadwood. Yeah, uh, Deadwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, for that sure. That was fun. That was a fun little town. Deadwood, Dead Horse, Wood Horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all Something of them. is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And then we're going to bump on to number six because uh, this is kind of one of our favorites. Now, is this a separate trip now? Because it, sound, it sounded like the last trip was uh, the Devil's Yellowstone Devil's Tower and Mount Rushmore. Um, and then number six is Monument Valley. Is this a separate trip? 
Yeah, Monument Valley was the first big trip we took when we bought our new motorhome, or a slightly slightly used motorhome. We bought a big 43-foot diesel pusher. And, nice. Uh, and said, well, let's let's go to Monument Valley. And uh, it was it was just a great drive. I love going out west. I hadn't spent much time out west as a, as a younger person, and so uh, heading out west was always exciting for us. And it was great. And uh, we went through Albuquerque and stayed at one of our favorite resorts in Albuquerque. And the thing is, if you're leaving from Albuquerque, your GPS takes tends to take the shortest route. Oh. And the shortest route is actually comes up from the bottom of Monument Valley instead of down the top, down, you know, Forrest Gump Way oh, and the yeah. famous highway and the famous view. So I go to Monument Valley. We stay at Goulding's Lodge. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's fun. I'm driving around. I'm seeing all these great things. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I never did see that famous view that, that we see everywhere. And so finally we're heading up. I think it's 163 or something like that. And we're heading out. And I look in my side mirror. And there it is. <laughs> There's the view. You're like, no. Stop. Stop. <laughs> and I realize you've got to be kidding me. And I've sat down and mapped it multiple times. And from where we were specifically in Albuquerque, west of Albuquerque, it is, it can't be more than a mile, I bet you, but it is technically shorter to come up from the bottom. And so when I, when I'm planning a route out that way, I put in a custom stop, uh, at an intersection uh, up high, somewhere around Mexican Hat or somewhere like yeah. that. Uh, and that forces the route to take me up that way and back down. So we'll do that one again someday. We actually had one scheduled uh, last year, maybe. Um, and we ran into some scheduling problems, but uh, but didn't go. But that was another, it's just another one of those things that is so iconic. And mm, it's yes. always on TV. It's on commercials. And, and once you've seen something like that in person, there's just a, a little bit of satisfaction. But yeah, I was there. I remember that. It was cool. Yeah. It, it, it is such a cool place. It's it, I call it a spiritual place. I, I it, just feel like is. I can see how the Indians yeah. really consider that a, a, a religious place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Uh, we we did we did a podcast. I don't know, it was six seven ep- episodes ago, whatever it was on the area. And they, there is so much to do in the area. So many people just come in for two or three days. They do the mm-hmm. tribal park drive, and they. I might go out to the Valley of God or something like that, and then they'd leave. But there's just so much more there's to do there. With, within there. like an hour drive, there's so much in that area. Yeah, so. I mean, you've got Four Corners, which isn't far, Mexican Hat. There's Gooseneck State Park. There's the Mokey Dugway. Whoo, that was crazy fun. Did you drive up? The, well, you didn't because you had an art. Well, well, you were pulling a vehicle Well, I think you had a time. pool behind, right? You had a toad bike. Well, at that point, no. At that point, we still did not have a vehicle. Um, that was when we first bought our motorhome, and I wasn't quite ready to start towing something behind that. Um, but we did, we came up through Mexican Hat. I think at that point we were actually headed to Grand Junction. I've got kids and, uh, kids and grandkids in Grand Junction. So we came up and turned the right corner at Mexican Hat. My, one of my bay doors flew open, so I had to get out and close that. (laughs) Um, but made our way up through Utah and Moab and whatnot and up into Grand Junction. It was a really nice drive. Yeah, it, it is a gorgeous drive. Gorgeous, gorgeous drive. Hello, it's Randy and Callie coming out at you, and we've got a special deal just for our podcast listeners. That means you, like you right there, this is for you. We are giving our podcast listeners 20% off 
any of our subscriptions. Yeah, that's right. So if you want digital or if you want the print version or if you want both, you want to get a little crazy and get both, that's 20% off. So if you've been on the edge thinking about subscribing, this is a perfect time to do it because you're going to get it at a very reduced amount. Yeah, so go out to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com forward slash subscribe and use code podcast20. That is code podcast20 in all caps. Use that at checkout and get 20% off any of our subscriptions. Come out and be inspired and join the fun. Come and join us, y'all. So then you you leave the Monument Valley area, but you said actually you stayed in the kind of the Albuquerque, New Mexico area first heading into Monument Valley, which would be number five on the list. Yes, we um, something about the drive into Albuquerque from the east side was kind of just fun and interesting to me. I'm you know just again it was I think you form memories if the first time you do something's really pleasant, you tend to form a strong memory with mm-hmm. that, and we really enjoyed the drive in. But then we found at the time was brand new uh, RV park there, the Route 66 uh, RV park. It's it's associated there with the, the casino, and we don't really go to the casino, but the park was brand new. Shout out to Carlos Duran if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, always a great host of that park, and man, we just loved it. We set up a spot or one of the sites we chose, and it just opened up out into a plain in the middle of New Mexico, even though we were right there as... It's kind of like on one side of the RV is is this great wonderland. On the other side of the RV is a, a casino and an, and an RV park, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was really great. And so we enjoyed our stay there quite a bit. And um, it was also a, a nice hinge point for whichever direction we were headed, whether it was further west, whether it was north to see uh, the kids, whether it was uh, somewhere else. It was just a, a nice area. So mm-hmm. um, I've been out there a couple of times. We went out for the balloon fiesta one year, and uh, there's just something about it. I, Especially in October when we did a lot of traveling for a few years, just nice and cool, and uh, we really enjoyed the place. Yeah, and, and I was surprised that there's a, a good amount of things to do in Albuquerque. I mean, they've got a national park, state park, different museums, um, so there's there's definitely more to do there than just making it a quick overnight stop for somebody who's interested in spending a little bit more time in Albuquerque. Yeah, I think we spent, I think the longest we spent there is about probably five days. Okay. And we just tur- turned it into part of our, it's it's a it's a waypoint with a long way. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like a waypoint. Waypoint. <laughs> All right. So number four on the list is Moab, Utah. And uh, we actually were just in Moab. Uh, so, you know, very, very fresh in our heads, but tons to do in Moab. Yeah, tons of people. Tons it was, it was of us people. and four million other people. Uh, right. Trying to get into Arches a busy, National Park. That, you know, I love the area. I just think it's cute. It's quaint. It it's, is. There's a lot to do, a lot of hiking, a lot of side by side, all kinds of cool stuff. But. It's just always so busy. It's always been, even before COVID, because we were there prior to COVID, and it was just as busy prior to COVID as it was this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but with, all, you know, with a lot of our traveling being, uh, certainly the first few years, we traveled so much in September, October, November. Mm-hmm. So it was never as busy as you guys described when we went through there. Um, but it was, it was busy. Even then, it was still busy because it's a nice climate, right? And, sure. It is. Um, but we, you know, we stayed at a KOA there and I kind of, of course, nowadays it's not as common, but 
it was the first hundred dollar a night KOA I'd stayed at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but you know the views were million dollar views, and it was really a, a strong, really good facility. Uh, they were just putting like fiber internet in it, and all kinds of goodies there, and um, but just driving through Moab, all the off road vehicle rentals, and they they got amazing bicycle trail that is just oh, out yeah. of this world that's that follows along the highway and. Yep. Uh, really just a very special, unique kind of place. Well, really you've got is. you've got yeah. arches there, you got canyon lands there, uh-huh. you've got um actually I think you hiked up to the one arch that that, that were pictured there. What what uh, what was the name of that arch? Uh we we went to that arch too. Uh, I it was stood the one in that outside arch. of the park. I can't think of the name of it. It's, uh Oh yeah, yeah. The um let me look here. Uh, oh, the Wilson Wil- Wilson, Wilson arch. arch. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. The Wilson arch, uh which is the one pictured that uh in the top 10 free download uh uh, anyone wants to grab that, you can get that right down in the notes section. But, um, but yeah, yeah, there's just so much to do there. You got the dinosaur uh, all museum the dino- there, the dinosaur museum, all the dinosaur tracks. So I thought that was incredible. The first time that we went, we did a side by side tour, which was a blast. But we got to stop at various places and literally see these dinosaur tracks, and it it was amazing. Just uh, like. Wow, there were dinosaurs that roamed this dinosaur area. country yeah. out there. Yeah. So that was yeah. just, it's a super special place. It really, really is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm excited about number three because this is near and dear to us because this, is, in our, this backyard. is our backyard. And this is the Daniel Boone National Forest. And I totally agree with what you said, Patrick. This place is so often overlooked. And it is. And it is it's a big swath of land. It covers more than 2 million acres, crossing 21 different Kentucky counties. So Daniel Boone National Forest is massive. Um, what part did you and your wife go visit when you went through Daniel Boone National Forest? You know, so I don't I don't remember exactly <laughs> where it was. And I'll tell you why. So this was our, this was a few years ago. This was our third and final RV rental before we decided that we were hooked and we were going to buy an RV. And once again, we had a little Class A gas, or we went back to a Class A and and kind of just boogied across. This was probably the first summer trip that we actually took. And we kind of boogied across the, across the country and went through a lot of uh, a lot of places in the kind of the middle that we wouldn't have. There's a there's a place <laughs> there's a place called Flippin' Arkansas. Oh, I love it. Flippin'. And so you drive by, and there's a sign for the Flippin' Post Office and the Flippin' <laughs> Police Station and the Flippin'. It's it's like it's a gag reel the whole way through, but it's it truly it truly exists. <laughs> that's, I, I uh, go that's there in now. Kentucky. That's in Kentucky or on your way too. No, this was in. Arkansas. I thought this was in. Uh, Did you say? Arkansas? I thought it was in Arkansas. Oh, no, oh okay. I, I'm okay. gonna Google this. Yeah, now. I just never heard of it. That's why. Uh, great. Okay. But I'm getting old and forgetful, so who knows? But. Um, <laughs> But we, we stayed in, in Daniel Boone that was, um, just kind of an attempt, uh, logistically, again, from a planning perspective, it was, it was where, as I always say, my driving day and my route intersected. Um, but it was also an opportunity to try something a little different, you know, had, we hadn't really done the whole foresty thing and, uh, it was really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, we enjoyed it quite a bit. And then from there, we, you know, we headed south and I don't, I don't think we took Dragon's Tail, but oh, we headed south. Nevertheless, we headed south and then over towards uh, Charleston, uh, where we went to um, Isle of Palms oh, okay. from 
from Daniel Boone. Okay. Yeah, so Daniel Boone, uh, that's not too far away from the Bourbon Trail. Uh, A lot of people are interested in the Bourbon Trail. It's Mm -hmm. not too far. And then also there's a a state area called the uh, Red Rock Gorge area. Red River Gorge. Or excuse me, Red River Gorge area. And so there's a lot of climbing there, a lot of hiking there, a lot of off-roading and all kinds. So so we, we go there once or twice a year, almost every... At least, because it's only a few hours for us. And, I mean, they have over 600 miles of trails through the Daniel Boone National Forest for hiking, AT, ATVs. Uh, there's all kinds of, like, canoeing and kayaking and probably tubing in certain areas. So there's just a lot of outdoor activities. Yeah, so you in could do area. the bourbon trail, hit a couple of bourbon places and then go hiking right. and drive your ATV. And, <laughs> and then stop it. Get lost in yeah. get lost in the forest somewhere. I did do a little hiking while we were there. I uh the missus and the dogs were were cozied up in the in the forest and, and I said, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I gotta get out and, and walk around here a bit. So I did some decent little hiking. It was nice. Yes, yeah. very, very nice. So then you left a- this area, and then you just mentioned it. You headed over to the Isle of Palms, South Carolina. I've never been there nor heard of it, so I'm really interested to hear about this. Um, yeah, so so tell us about the Isle of Palms. So that was it was a blast. I, I'm not sure we even knew what to expect. It is a very um, classic little beach town as far as when you get to the edge of the water with the, the typical beach, uh, beach town colors, the turquoises and the pinks and the the little seafood shops and souvenir shops and whatnot. Um, but once again, uh, this time this little, I think we were in a little Forest River FR3 or something. Oh, yeah. It was maybe mm-hmm. 30, 32 feet. We, we tried something smaller to see how we would like that. And once again, with no car, we drove that baby all the way into downtown and uh, over the big bridge and down into Isle of Palms. And we found a little parking lot um, and kind of made that our little base camp. And then we had... We took the dogs and walked the beach, and um, I think I think it was actually like the last the last weekend of summer, and it was a really nice day, and a lot of the the beach was was crowded ish, um, and we walked the beach with the dogs and just checked it out. It was just great. It was it was kind of like any Florida, well not Florida, but you know any beach. Um, mm-hmm beach town that you've ever been at it was very very similar but the town downtown was really really cute and just a boy just a neat place to go very cool and and if i if i remember reading what you wrote about it correctly there's no actual rv parks on the isle of palms correct it's it's like back on the mainland right okay. so uh, our goal here again was like many of our goals probably during this certainly during this and some of our earlier journeys was we we hung out there and turned a parking lot into a base camp, and then once we kind of spent the day there, we you know sprayed used the outside hose yeah. and sprayed off uh, two and a half tons of, of sand off us and the dogs, and then we we headed out of town for maybe an hour or so and picked up a you know a nice little RV park kind of headed out on the way, uh, ultimately on the way back up to I twenty. Okay. There's nothing better than pulling in and like, okay, I've arrived. This is a beautiful place. Right. Uh, we we've had a couple um, a couple bad parks lately. We have had some <laughs> one last lousy. week was kind of bad, oh, but oh, it was bad. We we um, I don't know if you've experienced that yet, but you pull in, you're like, what are we? What I'm did like, we reserve? What is this? So so I assume uh, because the trip wizard also you have a a big resource for campgrounds. I assume you can kind of dive into the campgrounds with with the tool and yeah, can't you look like at their ratings check and everything? ratings and reviews and pictures through the tool as well? 
Yeah, you absolutely can, and, and thank you for mentioning that. The it's all built right in. Of course, Troop Wizard uh, can be done on, uh, can be used on any any product that has a browser like Chrome. So you okay. can use it on a laptop, a tablet, an iPad, a phone. Uh, obviously, with the planning aspects, when you want to get into all the nitty gritty, you're better off on the laptop to do that planning. And when you do that, like you said, I can pull up campgrounds. I can filter by what amenities I need, 30 amp, 50 amp, dog friendly, pool, whatever it is you're looking for. Uh, you get quick little hits on the ratings and the um, pictures and whatnot. And then if it looks interesting to you, you can dive in a little farther, look at more reviews, comments, uh, click on the website and uh, and you know and, and of course we don't we can't book from with inside trip wizard right now that's that's still uh, the whole campground industry from a booking standpoint is is growing and morphing rapidly every day yes. but it's not to the point like it is airlines and car rentals and things like that give it another another few years it will be but uh, we we essentially show you every single campground that exists and if it doesn't exist it's generally because the owners never told us about it and no one's ever stayed there and told us about it and of course that's extremely rare um, we have we're agnostic in a sense of we don't have any specific allegiances so we show every single campground RV park uh, national park RV resort state park local park city park Canadian stuff whatever we've got it all um, and so you never have to leave the tools. So when we, we talk about that planning again, and I see that, hey, I want to leave Isle of Palms at, at 4 o'clock, where am I going to be, uh, or 3 o'clock, whatever, where am I going to be at 5 o'clock, wherever that driving radius and my route intersect is where I need to camp. And, of course, we show all the campgrounds there. You can filter by KOAs and um, Passport America or Good Sam or whatever it is you want oh, to filter cool. by. But they're all there. You choose them. Add them to your trip, uh, you know, book it. If The nice thing is if you try to book it and they're like, oh, sorry, we're full, you don't have to wonder, oh, my gosh, where am I going to stay right. now? Yeah. You, you just look at your map. There's 10 campgrounds. You know, I always joke about, um, I, I noticed it was particularly with Mount Rushmore, South Dakota. People say, hey, we're going to see you look on Facebook or something like that or some sort of social media. Hey, we're going to, we're going to Mount Rushmore. Where should we stay? Yeah. And there's like three answers. Right. That everybody gives. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're all booked. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? I don't know. Call one of the other 50 campgrounds that are nearby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but they people don't have a way of seeing them. Yeah. They don't have a way of finding them. And uh, obviously our, our campground site, which is campgrounds.rvlife.com, that shows them all there. And then we take that data and we funnel it into TripWizard so you can see it the same way. And there's a whole boatload of campgrounds out there, and it's not that hard to find a good campground even during busy season. So I noticed when I when I used it, and and I'm, well, I'm guessing by what you said about the uh, closing counter the third kind, we're about the same age. But, you know, we're at that age limit where either you, you, you're comfortable getting around technology or you're not comfortable. But, you know, folks um, younger than us are really good with the technology. Oh, yeah. I'm getting to a point here, and the folks older than us, not so much. Uh, because this is such a robust program, uh, do you have a lot of training and all that out for people that – you know, maybe aren't as sharp uh, getting around programs? We do. We've, we've got a decent amount of videos that we've produced, um, some casually, some professionally. We've also got a fair number of uh, partners, uh, YouTube content creators, that have done their own videos um, 
some good ones out there. Tigner Adventures just did a nice one. Uh, Our Journey in Miles did a nice one. Of course, Phil and Stacy have done a great one. I mean, there's there's a no shortage of content. We've also got a user group on our IRV2 site. We've got Facebook and Instagram and every and all those things. So um, there, there's and what's really fun about this, seeing this journey in the rearview mirror now after four plus years of, of this product is uh, the product's been around longer than that but as far as me being involved heavily in it um, watching our customers answer questions and come to our defense and things like that and uh, it's really it's really fantastic where somebody's maybe turned off the campgrounds or they've they've added some filters that can't exist together for example I want a national park with Wi-Fi and KOA. <laughs> like, Good luck. Wait, what? And, and of course, they don't see any campgrounds. And, and so somebody will say, hey, I'm using Trip Wizard, but I don't see any campgrounds. I zoom in, they're all gone. And they go, turn off your filters. You got something funky going on with your filters. And sure enough, that, that ends up what it is being. So uh, it, you know, it isn't a product you're going to master in 10 minutes. Sure. Um, I, had an, I had an advantage. I was an IT professional. I, I learned it really quickly. Um, but I've also talked to, of course, I've worked with the two big shows, the Hershey RV show here in September, which will be, and the Tampa RV show, which will be in January. And for every, for every 70 year old man or woman that says, Oh, this is just too hard. I've got a 70 year old man or woman that says, Oh, this is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It's so right, easy. Yeah. Right. And I, and I can get the same message out of a, 30-year-old as I do a 90-year-old. It's either too hard or too easy. And it just comes down to really how bad do you want it and, and did you did you watch even one of the basic videos? Right. Yeah. You know, we've got a we've got a 12-minute video that whets your appetite, just shows you what it can really do. And if you truly desire to use it, you can and you will and it won't be that hard. Right. I, I felt like it was pretty easy. I f- figured it, I, I felt like it was intuitive and very user friendly myself. Uh, and I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert when it comes to, you know, different softwares and technologies, but I thought it was pretty easy. So, but. Well, and, and I say that, but I also say that we also have, I don't know, two dozen, maybe 20 or more people working on this full time to make it easier. It, Give you, we're going to give you the $6 million program at this point. They're making it easier, better, faster, stronger, smarter. That's another 80s reference. I was going to say, isn't that a song? <laughs> that's bef- that's before 80s. That's, that's back in the... That's a crossover. That starts in the 70s. Yeah. You know, uh, and crosses over to the 80s. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so should we get to the number one? We so that, should. Well, do, it's not, do I again, give a drum roll? No, or do we don't I do a drum roll because we kind of got like a doo doo doo. Well, now th- this was actually interesting. Number one, yeah, saying it at Corps of Engineer Park, uh, we've never thought about that. That that's something that's really unique. But you know, the Corps of Engineer probably owns a lot of land, they some have, very beautiful places. They have more than ninety thousand camping sites across forty three states. Wow. Yeah, had no idea. Yeah, so this no is really cool, either. Patrick. How many of these have you been to? We've been we've been to several and and just and let me make it clear for our listeners out there I'm not at all suggesting that a, a Corps of Engineers park in the middle of West Texas is better than Yellowstone. Right, right. Amen. <laughs> I'm, we'll I'm just this- I'm just not saying that. I don't want to go on record saying that, but it is, <laughs> um, it is on our repertoire, and it is we do frequent them often. I'm in the the Dallas Fort Worth area here in Texas, and we've got a nice selection of Corps of Engineer parks that are. 
most of them, well, all of them, I suppose, are adjacent to a lake of some kind. And for us, they're, they're, they're close enough to home. I can get to, I don't know, three dozen of them or, or more in less than three hours. So it kind of comes back to that, you know, three hours from home kind of a bit. Mm-hmm. And, I guess the allure there is it's different from staying at an RV park. I mean, look, I've got an RV pad next to my house. I've got a 50-amp service. If I just want to go somewhere else and plug in, I can do that in my driveway. Right, right. Um, exactly. And so just going to an RV park three hours from home doesn't really do a lot for us. Maybe a little change of scenery, and I'm not suggesting we don't do that. Mm-hmm. But a core of engineers park number one, it's cheap. It's like twenty bucks a night. It's very spacious. Uh, you're right on the lake. In many most cases, the ones I try to snag are, are right on the lake. Um, and I can set out. You know, we can set out a big dog fence and let my dogs run around. Not not by themselves, right. but when we're out there, with just a little more freedom and, and less distraction than I might get at an RV sure. park that is maybe a little bit close to one another or that they don't let you set up a dog pen or something like that. So um, they're kind of our, if we want to get away, that's the place where we'll often try to get away. We just did it a week or so ago. And it was 140 degrees outside or whatever right. it was here in Texas. Um, but it was not bad. And, and right on the lake with a little bit of a breeze. And so it was kind of nice. Um, you know, that it has its pitfalls. I use the satellite view in TripWizard to help choose my sites along with the selection on recreation.gov. But every once in a while, you know, I think you talked about the worst, you know, getting a bad site accidentally there recently. (laughs) And I picked one, man, it was great looking. I just, the satellite view was good. It was going to be perfect. Well, what I didn't realize was that area had flooded and then withdrawn. And so our, our campsite was just covered in, all kinds of of and, and God's creatures and all <laughs> kinds of things were were left dying on this recessed uh, oh, no. shoreline, um, and it was just it just wasn't good, you know. And the, the, there was no real grass; there was hardly anywhere for me to set up a pen. And uh, there's no way you could have known right. that. It's kind of live and learn yep. sometimes with those places, but. I think we were booked there three nights, and I think we left after the first night. Yeah. So. You, it you mean the it trip wizard couldn't predict that? I know. <laughs> yeah, not, not yet. I guess someday, <laughs> someday. right? We'll, we'll build some AI in there Let's that say, predicts some, that kind of right. stuff. Fly but, some uh, little drones out there for pure live views. And You, you know, on a side uh, note about the dog pens, we, we've got uh, we've got about 40 feet of fencing that we yeah. put up on our whole RV. For We've got uh, boxers, and they love to just lay outside, but... But I, I just never understood why uh, parks are so against that. A lot of parks are against that. I know the ones that want to cut the grass. I get that. Hey, I'll be happy to put the fence down while you cut the grass. But some people just, some yeah. parks just do not want them. And I, I don't know if it's because people leave them outside and just let their dogs stay outside. Well, that's probably don't it. Don't monitor them. Yeah, I think that's probably it. And, you know, I've, I have found many RV parks that I will give them my story explain what I'm doing and why and, and they are more than receptive to let us go and and I save those sites and so when I make my way to Grand Junction or Albuquerque or whatever I've got a few key spots that I stay in because they were friendly and then of course I have to own up to my word and make the site better looking than it was when I got there right. and all of those types sure. of things. For sure. Sure. No, I get that. So 
Now, uh, you, know, you know, it's again, I keep saying robust because that's the only word I can think to describe it. Every time I've been on, I've been just real impressed. There's this whole other feature I'm not even using. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm, you know, with all these features, you know, what it seemed like it was pretty reasonably priced. So what, well, what is and, the price? And at? isn't there like two halves of it as well? So can't somebody get some access to some of the information for free, but then they can also join in for and get pro, a membership yeah. and get more stuff? You are right on the money, um, actually both of you on all of those comments. And so the other half of the product, um, which is uh, $65, and I, I kind of have this kind of bad shtick that I do at the, at the trade shows, <laughs> and I, we've, we've, gone, we've gone into this whole deal about how great it is, and I kind of look at them real serious, $65 every single year. Right, which is... <laughs> and you put the pause on it, it's not right. month, it's year. year. And then it's almost laughable. They're like, oh, you're kidding me. That's nothing, right? Um, but it's $65 a year right now. And uh, you get... The, so the other half of that component you get is the is the mobile app. Oh, okay. And the mobile app, the idea behind the mobile app is its function is to simply read the trip that you've planned and navigate you there. Instead of you having to type in 20 little addresses for your trip, it's all already there, you know, which is why when you're planning on the trip wizard side, you put in the rest stops and the Walmarts and the Cracker Barrels and the um, fuel stops. You put everything in so you don't have to type that stuff in right, ever, right? right? And so I pull up that trip. Here's my trip to Grand Canyon, and it lists all the stops I'm going to make. First stop is the Pilot Flying J outside Rome, Texas, or right in Rome, Texas. Second stop is blah, 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 etc. wherever I'm going. And I just tap and go, tap, navigate, Brett's, and now it just says navigate. Um, so that's the, the, the primary function for a trip wizard user of the mobile app is to navigate the trip that you've planned. However, for folks that just say, look, I'm driving a, I got an SUV, I've got a little 10 foot, 15 foot camper, I'm not worried about bridges, any of that kind of junk, I just need to find campgrounds. And the mobile app will show you, there's no restriction, it'll show you all of the campgrounds in our database, just like TripWizard does. It's completely free. Download the RV Life app, you have all the campgrounds in the world, you can navigate with Google and things like that. Um, where, you know, where you need to be paying that $65, though, even if you say, well, I'm not a trip planner, I never plan, ever, I hate trip planning more than anything. <laughs> for whatever reason, right? But I drive a fifth wheel and I just go where I feel like going. Um, hey, you know, knock yourself yeah. out. But if you're driving a fifth wheel and you're not planning for bridges and overpasses, you are going to knock yeah, yourself right, out. Exactly. So, Come to a screeching halt. At that point, having the trip, the, the full subscription of what we call RV Life Pro, which simply means I get the mobile app, I get the trip wizard, Right, I get the whole bang, whole shebang for 65 bucks, and I get that RV safe navigation. Um, and so uh, for me, again, I plan my trips, even the one-day trips where I'm just going to a Corps of Engineers. I still want to know the exact route I'm taking. I want to manipulate it potentially. I want to add a fuel stop if I need to. And then when I get when I get behind the wheel, guess what I'm not worrying about doing? I'm not worrying about the route. Right. I'm just choose it from the menu. I've already spent an hour fretting over my route and making sure it was exactly what I wanted to before. Now I don't have to. I get behind the wheel and enjoy the drive. Right. And then you're not doing and this fly by the seat of your pants planning, which 
you know, Randy and I do sometimes. He's like, oh, babe, I'm down to a half a tank. Well, you know, find me a truck stop. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is nothing like nothing. And so we don't, you know. Yeah, there's I had a conversation with somebody the other day and I thought even if at $65 a year, which is it's like five, you know, a little over five dollars five a, a month, right? right? It's nothing. Even even if it did nothing else. If it didn't have any campgrounds, if it didn't have any routing, if it didn't have anything but the fuel planning, oh, huge, it would be worth it to huge, me. Huge, huge. Knowing exactly where I'm going to get fuel. Um, I carry 100 gallons in my Tiffin. Mm-hmm. I keep 30 in reserve, you know, 25% for the, for the, for the generator. And then I bump it up a little bit. So I keep 30 in reserve. Um, I typically, I'm all electric. So I put about seven, seven and a half for my fuel. Because I'm going to burn, um, I'm going to run the generator uh, either during the day to keep cool, or maybe at night if if, it's, if I'm camping in winter, that aqua hot's going to burn some diesel. Yeah. So I have to account for that. So so I put in seven. So whatever's left, my 70 gallons times my seven miles to the gallon is 490 miles, mm-hmm. right? And I can plan a trip from here to Oregon and back. And every 490 miles, it'll show me exactly where I'm going to need fuel. And as I'm building that trip out. And I add that fuel stop. Let's say the first one isn't, you know, I, I, there's a pilot flying J at 460 miles. I say, yeah, I'm just going to stop there. It recalculates the rest of them. And I just work my way around the country, plan every fuel stop before I ever leave the house. That's cool. Yeah, we didn't and use that feature when we bank on it. And, and that would, you know, there's certain locations that I'm sure, you know, this goes through my mind and other people's minds too. Like, oh, there's plenty of truck stops out there. Well, certain areas of the country, you get out west. There's not plenty of truck stops. Sparks out there. Yeah, <laughs> right. So this is where you desperately need to sit down and do this planning. Well, and even just yeah, perfect. You know, regular fuel stops as right. well. Yeah, sorry, Randy. I, right. I, a perfect example of that comes to mind for me always was Durango, Colorado. Oh, yeah. We were we were headed from Pagosa Springs <laughs> yes. um, to uh, probably up to Grand Junction. Most of our early journeys and did some sort of a loop that way. And I found myself was I was going to need fuel in Durango. Well, there's no truck stops in Durango, Not right? Not one. And so I'm here. I'm re- I'm resorting back to satellite view and street view. And sure enough, I found a fuel station that had a diesel pump out on the edge of the parking lot with no overhang to worry about that it looked like I could get in and out of. And so I was able to add that fuel stop to my trip. Whereas some of the others was like, you know, no, that's in the middle of downtown Durango. Right. I'm not getting an RV. 60 foot in there right so um yeah like you said they're not all truck stops and you need to have a way to vet those things out that's funny because we just ran across the same thing we were leaving durango headed to pagosa just uh, two months ago and and we were (laughs) kind of we weren't low but anytime anytime we're below a half tank i start like okay we need to think about this and uh so we were below a half tank, and and there was nothing. There was between. nothing. I'm like, honey, there's there just was nothing. The, there was a one little, and it yeah. might be the place you stopped. There was yeah. one little place that had diesel. We'd already passed it before I, you know, before I realized it. But you know, when you tow a vehicle, you can't back up, and so you've got to be pretty right on your decisions when you pull in. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you're disconnecting your vehicle yeah. and having to flip around and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, so sixty five dollars for a little bit. Uh, Less than what you get a lunch for. Right. Uh, we just went out and uh, took right. some friends to lunch, and our bill was way over sixty-five dollars. That's for a whole right. year. And then, uh, and oh, because yeah. we love our listeners, subscribers, and readers so much, if you use the code RV Destinations at all checkout, caps. yeah, 
all in caps, and don't forget the S at the end of destinations because we're about multiple places. So RV destinations, you're going to get 25% off that price. So, I mean, this the, uh, you pretty much can't, you have no reason not to do this. <laughs> you know. It, no, and and they'll be locked in. That $65 price, dollar price, they will be locked in forever. Oh, that's awesome. It will not go up. Oh, that's, that's awesome. wonderful. Yeah, that's no, wonderful. Definitely well, well worth it. And as we've said to the listeners out there, uh, this is really the first partner we've ever invited yeah. on the show because we're we're pretty particular on who we partner with and and we don't want to give you just a bunch of commercials but we really feel like this goes hand in hand with with RV Destinations magazine and you know what you want to go see and you know how you get there and what and you do along the way right and, and how do you plan how do you plan right. the most efficient trip possible so and it, this it, is a great tool to do that if you're just letting the spirits or the RV gods uh, tell you where to go then this is not your uh, <laughs> It's not your software. Then you're on a different kind of trip than we are. Yeah, if you're like the rest <laughs> of us that have limited time and have to make sure we use it efficiently, then uh, definitely check out RV Life. But uh, but thank you so much for uh, coming on, on the show with us today. We appreciate that. We appreciate your 10 uh, places that every RVer should go. So so uh, with that said, which one was your favorite place out of all the 10? Which, which would you say would your number one be? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, boy. That's 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 tough, right? I mean, it would it would be tough to not say Yellowstone. Um, it just, but but I think the I you know I think specific memories. Uh, uh, Monument Valley was really pretty neat. I, I spent one of the days climbing through the red rocks in there, and it was just really cool. Um, and it's even tougher since Yellowstone and, and Devil's right. Power sure, were on sure. the same trip. So it's tough to separate those two for me. No, I understand. I, know, um, I understand. I'm not sure I can. Yeah, it, yeah I like it. Yellow <laughs> Yellow. It's a new Yellow place. Tower. That, that's you know, Yellowstone is almost yeah. so popular, it becomes almost cliche, but it, it, there's a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, it, it truly is. Ma- it's and just I, amazing. And it's, cr- it's funny you say that because I think that we've been, yeah. I think, three times now, and I'm like, Yellowstone again. But then we get there, and I'm like, Yellowstone! Yeah, it just doesn't get old. Yeah, I, it, I love the mud not. pots. <laughs> I know. They're bloop, bloop. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see it again, for sure. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you again, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, for talking about the top places every RVer should visit, as well as giving us some great information on RV Life Pro. Uh, again, all you listeners out there, don't forget to use the code RV Destinations, all caps, to get your 25% off that $65 price at checkout. And that is at the RV Life Pro website. Uh, be sure to grab your PDF copy of the top 10 things every RVer should, uh, top 10 places every RV should visit and that's located below I'm, I'm pointing below I know you all can't in see the that. note section in the note section yes <laughs> and be sure to rate review and subscribe to or follow the RV destinations podcast on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to get out there to www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com to subscribe to the magazine I am Callie Beheimer here with Randy Beheimer and Patrick Buchanan of RV Life. And we want to thank you all for listening. Safe travels, y'all. Be safe. You've been listening to the RV Destinations Podcast. Hitting the road in an RV is one of the most popular things to do nowadays. And it's our passion to clue you in on where to go and what to see. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, visit our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com.
And from there, you'll get a more in-depth look at destinations for the RVer. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next time on the RV Destinations Podcast.